section twenty four of the central period of the middle age nine eighteen to twelve seventy three by beatrice a lees this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter sixteen the coming of the friars and the mediaeval universities part one the religious revival of the eleventh century resulted in the triumph of cluniac reforms and hildebrandine political theories the religious revival of the twelfth century resulted in the foundation of the cistercian order its leading spirit was st bernard the guide and counsellor of the papacy himself more powerful than any pope as the renown of cluny paled before that of cito so in the thirteenth century a new religious revival embodied a new conception of monasticism in the two great orders of mendicant friars the franciscans and the dominicans the older monastic orders had met the most pressing social needs of their time they had softened the rudeness of secular life and had reclaimed and cultivated the waste places of the earth but they had failed to advance with the times it was reserved for the friars to appreciate and direct the new tendencies of the thirteenth century when western society was threatened by subtle and peculiar dangers the first throes of the dissolution of the old order had been felt the stable aristocratic feudal system was becoming too narrow a frame for the rapidly developing popular spirit land and landholders lost their exclusive importance as commerce grew and towns gained weight and influence there was a spirit of political discontent abroad and with it went a spirit of religious and intellectual unrest the crusades had done much both to extend the commercial sphere and to widen the mental horizon contact with oriental modes of thought stimulated intellectual curiosity in the west fostered imagination and led to the formation of broader and more sympathetic views of life and humanity these new ideals this spiritual stir and ferment in western christendom found expression in heresies such as that of the albigenses or in the assertions of municipal liberty which threatened the supremacy of feudal aristocracy or again in the daring philosophical speculations which were current in the universities the early monks had been charitable orthodox and dogmatic reformers though conservative reformers the new religious teachers if they were to succeed would have to be something of popular revolutionaries to add to charity enthusiasm to orthodoxy and dogmatism fervour devotion eloquence and controversial zeal it was the great merit of the friars that they recognised the needs of their age st dominic a spaniard founded a preaching order which should meet heretics and the enemies of catholicism on their own ground and give believers a reason for their faith st francis an italian sought to humanize the church and to restore christianity to its primitive simplicity and unity by the pure force of love the dominicans persuaded the reason the franciscans touched the heart st dominic was the hammer of the heretics st francis was the father of the poor dominic guzman of osma in castile a canon regular first made his mark as a missionary to the albigensian heretics of southern france zeal he taught must be met by zeal 
preaching falsehood by preaching truth in twelve fifteen innocent the third approved his plan of founding a preaching order in twelve sixteen honorius the third confirmed the orders of friars preachers fratres predicatores or black friars the dominicans at first adopted a modification of the rule of the austin canons but they afterwards borrowed the doctrine of mendicant poverty from the franciscans like the franciscans too they had an order for women and a third order for lay brethren when st dominic died in twelve twenty one more than sixty houses of friars preachers had been established in europe while st dominic was labouring among the heretics of southern france st francis was beginning his work of love in italy francis son of peter bernardone a wealthy merchant was born in eleven eighty two in the little umbrian town of assisi inspired by an irresistible passion of spiritual devotion and pity for humanity he renounced his family and friends stripped himself of all worldly possessions and went forth as a barefooted beggar to minister to the poor he chose lady poverty for his bride and his first simple rule began with the words if thou wouldst be perfect go sell all that thou hast and give it to the poor his sweet temper his merry humour his intensity of conviction and his sensitive poetic nature gave him extraordinary power over his contemporaries and he soon found followers the order of the friars minor minorites grey friars franciscans or poor men of assisi was sanctioned by the pope in twelve ten received a more elaborate rule in twelve twenty one and was fully organized in twelve twenty three the order of the poor clares for women was the outcome of the conversion of st clara of assisi the friend and disciple of st francis and the third order was founded for laymen who wished to follow the franciscan teaching without entirely separating themselves from the world st francis himself lived in a happy communion with god and nature a rapture of love which lifted him above hardship and suffering men and women animals and birds trees and flowers were alike his friends he preached a sermon to birds and begged his little sister the mountain stream not to disturb his prayers by her babbling he wrote a hymn in italian to praise god for his brothers the sun the wind and the fire and his sisters the moon the water and the earth and when he was told that he had but a short time to live he exclaimed welcome sister death to him the highest grace was self-conquest and the will to suffer for the love of christ and he spent himself in tending the poor and the sick or in such ecstatic meditation on the passion of christ that he apparently produced in his own body the marks of the crucifixion the stigmata in hands and feet and side he died in twelve twenty six in his little cell at the foot of the hill on which assisi is built he was canonized in twelve twenty eight and pope gregory the ninth laid the foundation stone of the splendid church of san francesco which rose over his remains a strange resting-place for the poverello the little poor one of assisi a beautiful bas-relief in florence commemorates the meeting of st francis and st dominic and dante places them together in heaven for their deeds were to one end the two great founders of the mendicant orders were in truth both working for the purification of the church and the reform of society 
dominicans and franciscans were alike grouped in congregations under local heads or provincials with a superior general over all but within these limits they enjoyed a great freedom unlike the cloistered monks they were itinerant wandering from place to place and preaching as they went they were mendicants too vowed to absolute poverty begging their bread from door to door and wearing the dress of the poorest of the people in the flexibility of their organization and in the popularity of their attitude lay their strength unfettered by class privileges or ties of property they brought the ideal of humility poverty and self-sacrifice into the daily life of court and castle lonely farm and outlying hamlet crowded street and busy workshop their mission was specially to the towns the new centres of intellectual and social activity but whereas the black friars appealed chiefly to the educated classes the grey friars ministered to the inhabitants of the slums the dominicans were from the first the representatives of reason and science within the church the watchdogs of the lord dominicanes the protectors of the true flock against heretic wolves they won a commanding theological position in the university of paris and gave to the world one of the most influential of mediaeval thinkers st thomas aquinas while as the directors officials and promoters of the inquisition they waged unremitting war against scepticism and incredulity the franciscans were primarily social reformers renouncing human learning with all other worldly cares yet they too were soon drawn into the current of intellectual life they became celebrated as teachers and obtained on the university of oxford almost as great a hold as the dominicans on the university of paris constant observation of the diseases of the poor led them to the study of medicine and physical science and in later days the scientific fame of the english friar roger bacon won him the reputation of a wizard in politics the friars of both orders played no unimportant part they in the thirteenth century were the free lances of the papal army preachers of crusades collectors of money for the pope's wars against the emperor diplomatic emissaries sellers of indulgences papal missionaries to distant lands they intervened in national affairs and acted as negotiators and peacemakers and as the confessors and advisers of kings and queens in the war between henry the third of england and his barons the franciscans were on the constitutional side while the dominicans tended to support the king with this growing secular activity and the vast extension of the mendicant orders went a corresponding spiritual deterioration the old ideal of poverty was forgotten as the friars became wealthy and self-indulgent disputes arose between the franciscans and the dominicans and dissension and schism within the franciscan order itself the spirituals or brethren of the strict observance under saint anthony of padua maintained the doctrine of saint francis in its purity while the conventuals led by elias of cortona the general of the order relaxed the severity of the early rule the new mendicant orders of the carmelites or white friars and the austin friars were founded in imitation of the original societies but by the end of the thirteenth century the religious revival which had produced such wonderful results had spent its force and the exalted mysticism of the first friars 
had degenerated into extravagance and superstition on the one hand the common people were agitated by outbursts of fanatical emotion on the other the strongholds of learning were shaken by intellectual sedition during the captivity of saint louis in egypt france and flanders were overrun by the pastoureaux or shepherds bands of peasants led by a zealot called the master of hungary who declared that they had a mission to rescue the king from the mohammedans and denounced the worldliness of clergy monks and friars later in the century was seen the still stranger phenomenon of the flagellants men women and children marching in penitential processions scourging one another as they went to the sound of doleful chants among the more educated classes fanaticism took the form of prophecy and allegorical interpretation of scripture even before the institution of the mendicant orders the calabrian abbot joachim of fiore had taught the doctrine of the eternal gospel whereby the world had to go through three stages corresponding to the persons of the trinity the age of the father had passed the age of the son was drawing to a close the age of the holy ghost was at hand when the poor and humble would be exalted and the tyrants would be cast down these visionary speculations were further elaborated in the middle of the thirteenth century by a franciscan friar in the introduction to the everlasting gospel the secular clerks of the university of paris at feud with the mendicants called attention to the dangerous character of the joachite opinions in this book and procured its condemnation the friars retaliated by attacking the perils of the last days a scathing criticism of the mendicant orders the work of william de saint amour the spokesman of the secular party louis the ninth supported them and the pope alexander the fourth always a friend to friars had william de saint amour tried before a roman tribunal though his writings were pronounced scandalous but not heretical he was suspended from teaching and banished from france End of section twenty four